This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Anyone who wants to say anything, feel free. Um, tonight, again, we don't have a microphone to pass around, but if there's anybody here who'd like to share anything, by all means, feel free to go ahead and share anything. Oh, here we go. We got it. We got it. We got a question. I'll give you a take it away. Go ahead. How do you deal with ongoing anger in a, in a relationship? You've had, there's, been, there's a thing that's been going on for a long time. So how do you navigate that? You know, and every, everything else just kind of like aggravates it, but it's not new. It's not like, you know, you discover something. It's an ongoing thing. And then it just gets aggravated. It's like, it's like, it's like a pimple that you keep picking at, you know? Yeah. I was once talking to a man and, and, I, and he said something. He said, oh, I got to run. So I said, why? Your wife is going to get angry. He said, get angry? She's already there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, yeah, so, some people need to work on it. I've never called you. This is the first time I've called you. So, so, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Um, some people some people are in a perpetual state, state of anger, and that's obviously, you know, not so great. And it's something that they have to work on. Oftentimes you can help them and you can help them see that their anger is not necessarily getting them the desired result. Meaning to say... Um, I find that the the stronger body of mass usually um, becomes a center point for the emotions in a relationship. So if, for example, if a, a wife is getting upset at her husband, her husband you know, would be wise to say to his wife, listen, I see something's really bothering you. And I understand that you are you know, very upset about something. Um, I really would love to talk this through with you. Is it possible we could have a, a calm conversation? I promise you, I'm here for you. I will listen to you. I will try to understand what's bothering you. Meaning to say, if you really try to diffuse the anger and realize that the anger is the bulldozer way of trying to get across a message, then if you're on the receiving end of that, just simply say to them, listen, I get that you're trying to send the message, but you don't have to use Morse code. We live in 2023. You could just send me a text. You could just write it down. You can, you can communicate in a different way than you think you need to communicate. So usually what's being conveyed is extreme, whatever it is, either mistrust or, or un, being unloved or disconnected or abandoned or one, or you're not prioritizing. There's a, there's a list of negative emotions, which usually evokes the anger. And if you're on the receiving end of that, it would be very wise for you to target that specifically, acknowledge that the person is angry, and then say, listen, I, the anger is not really necessary. And actually, the desired result will come about more if we put the anger aside. It's not helpful for you to say that I'm just like my father or whatever. All those words that you're saying are just very hurtful. You're not, you're not doing anything for the relationship. But I actually want to work on this relationship. So if we have a, if we have a productive conversation, it will probably be on the heels of what can I do better? And I'm here to learn. Teach me, teach me, oh, wise one. I'm, I'm really here to listen and to, and to learn. But if you're just going to yell and scream at me, then it's going to backfire because I'm probably not going to be able to listen to the words that you're saying. I'm just going to see that you're really, really, really upset, but that's going to make me put my defenses up. So even on the receiving end of anger, if you're wise, you're not going to try to just calm the person down, right? The Mishnah says, the Mishnah says in Avas, right? Don't try to calm a person down when they're angry. The, your job is not to calm them down. Your, tra- your job is to try to take the experience that they're trying to convey to you and to utilize that to be productive. That, that would be the smart move in that situation. Again, a lot of times, if you can't do it in your own home, you need a third party to help you navigate that like little thread. 
But a lot of times when, when I sit with couples, like they come in and there's like a fast emotional charge and he's screaming or she's screaming. I'm like, guys, you don't have to do this right now. There's no reason for all this. Let's just, let's just have a civil conversation. And I, I guarantee you in the next hour, you'll both be, you'll both be so happy that you came here. But if you're just used to yelling and screaming, because that's your way of saying I'm unhappy, I got it. You're unhappy. Now let's figure out a way to make you happy. And I think that, that the, the culmination of the idea of being angry is that you're trying to achieve something. So help the person achieve what they're trying to achieve. It's the greatest gift you could give the person because then they don't have to get angry. Obviously, it's their job to work on their anger. I'm not validating their anger. But if you want to know how to deal with somebody who is angry, that's usually the best way about that. Good thing this is recorded. (laughs) (laughs) You're my new best friend. You're my new best friend. (laughs) All right. Thank you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Very good. Yeah, one second. We have a question here. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So the question is: Is it sometimes it seems like it's easier to work on anger because you explode versus when you're when you're in when you're holding it in and then you eventually erupt, right? That's usually what usually happens. Right. But so so I think I'm an, I'm an, I'm not an expert in this, okay? But I will say as follows. I think that what tends to happen is the way that people deal with the negative charge is either by by just allow, allowing it out. And you find a lot of people that are like that. Meaning they walk into a room, boom, boom, boom. They just scream and yell at everybody and then they walk out. And they're happy. Everyone else is unhappy, but they're happy, right? And then there's the other type of people where everyone else is happy, but they're inside. They're like, they're, they're, they're holding it in. So they're like upset at this person, upset at this person, upset at this person. <laughs> so everyone else is happy, but they're furious. They look so nice until they don't look nice. And when they explode, then then it's like, who knows what's going on over here? Because there's like so much pent up emotion that comes rushing to the surface. So I don't necessarily know that those two things are different. It's just maybe two different coping mechanisms. One is like, like imploding and one is exploding. But ultimately, they're both really coming from the same place. It's, it's a negative emotion, which is not being filtered correctly. So in the first person... I'm going to argue that what they're doing is they're allowing it to, to roll over them and roll out because they're like, if I get this out, I'll probably feel better about myself. You might feel better for the short term, but nobody wants to be around you because that's the way that you dealt with all these people. You just yelled and screamed at them, but you feel good for a minute, but you didn't really filter it and say, is this worth it? Should I really say this? Should I take my time before I say these words? Should I react right now? Should I calm down? Should I go home and take a break? Like you didn't go through all of that. You just like shot, shot, shot. And then you continue walking. The second person realizes that on the outside, I have to people please. So I have to be nice to people. That's really important to me. But they also haven't filtered it through in a way that like Hillel, where a guy's bothering him and he goes, oh, teach me my child. Like what's going on? How are you feeling? Oh, you have a good question. That's great. Like he hasn't yet worked through that emotion either in a healthy way. So really both of these people are suffering, I'll call it. One is holding it in and then exploding. And the other one is exploding and then realizing afterwards that they have to pick up the pieces. But they're both really coming from the place that they haven't yet, I'll call it tikkanamidus, like they haven't yet worked through that negativity. I don't know that it's different. That's all I'm saying. I think that it's really just two coping like ways of, of dealing with like that similar situation. Yeah? Okay, we got a question here in the chat. I love this. I think I should start like really like, um, um, okay, those of you who are at home can't see this, but we have like a whole different set of things. What's the best way to deal with people who are in the heat of their anger? 
are vent are venting to me. This person does not want my opinion. It won't, and it would be to point out the negative points that they're going to share. Is it not correct for me to just passively agree? So, okay, this is a good question. I'll say this in my own words. If somebody is venting to you and they're clearly very, very, very upset, and I think we all have people in our lives that do that, that they they come to us and they go, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what happened. And they're going on and on and on and on and on. So if you turn to them and you go, come on, work on yourself and calm down or whatever, you're going to lose a friend very quickly, right? But at the same time, is it the right thing to validate their anger and say to them, um, oh, you know, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. This person's really bad and it's terrible what they did to you, et cetera, et cetera. Is that really the right move? So I would argue there's probably, a, there's probably a third way. And the third way is to validate that they that they have a place to be angry, meaning if, if what they're saying is valid. Also, when you think about Hilchas Lashon Hara, you can't really believe what they're saying to you. So you just have to believe that what they're experiencing is their experience. So fine. So you're not believing about Pliny that Pliny did something wrong to them. You're just agreeing with them that they're upset right now. So yeah, you could validate them and say, wow, you must be really, really, really upset. But I think if you're a true friend, or if you're somebody who has some sort of influence over them, you would be wise to say to them, you know what, you're really right for being upset. But before you do something that you might, you know, you might regret in the future, take a, like, calm down a little bit. Like, let's talk about this tomorrow. Let's see how you feel then. Or something along those lines. Like, try to steer them in a direction that they don't do something really, really foolish at this moment. A lot of times what people tend to do is because they're trying to validate their friend. They're like, here's the text you should send them or, or let's write something together or here's this email you should fire off. And it's like, whoa, 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 probably whatever you're saying now, you probably should not do. This is probably a very, very poor decision. You're doing it out of anger and you just jump on this bandwagon of riling somebody up. So if you're wise, you learn to diffuse the situation. And I always say that that wise people know how to take big emotional charges and they know how to turn that radio down. Whereas unwise people know how to take little issues and turn that radio up. So you'll find that people who have a lot of emotional intelligence, they know how to take somebody who's really angry and they know how to be like, yes, I'm validating you that you're really upset, but take a breath, go for a jog. Let's talk about this in 20 minutes. Or let me take you out for a coffee and, and walk around the block. Let's just relax. You're right, but like, let's calm down. And usually when the person calms down, they turn to you, they're like, thank you for being there with me. The unwise person, when somebody comes to them and starts telling them, oh, I'm so upset, my friend did this and this and this, what, that, what does that person do? They're like, oh yeah, you're right, it's terrible. They did this to me once and you just start putting like gasoline on the fire. That's not such a great friend. That's a friend that's just looking for drama. People that look for drama, you should stay far away from those people. When everything's a huge deal, when everything's like a whole big to-do, Stay away from those people because they they love it when there's negativity. The minute you start telling them a bad story, they're like, oh my gosh, Like I have volumes to share with you. Those are not people you want to hang around because when you have something small in your life, what you really want to do is stay calm. A person only has enough emotional capacity to deal with a certain amount of stress in their life, to deal with a certain amount of adversity in their life. So when somebody's adding fuel to the fire, you when you walk out of that situation, you look back, you go, that, that's, that wasn't a good friend. That's not somebody who was here for me. That's somebody who was losing their mind along with me. And when I was losing my mind, I needed somebody to help calm me down. So it's a great question. I just think that it has to be like thought through how you're going to defuse you know, the situation rather than make the situation erupt. All right. What if it's your boss? Me? Huh? <laughs> what if it's your boss? Then you have to, you have to figure out if your situation um, with your boss is too... Uh, 
is 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 too high strung to uh be in such a situation or you or you could smile and just say listen you know he's under a lot of stress and it doesn't mean to to lash out so much um and and you have to figure it out yeah so so certain situations you're not able to get away from and like the questioner before you know sometimes it's a spouse or sometimes it's a child or a parent so it makes it much harder to navigate those situations but i think i think that um the main thing, at least in my mind, is that on the inside, we're smiling. Meaning, at the bottom line is, is that a lot of people go through life on the outside, they're very happy, but on the inside, they're erupting. And of course, it's very important that on the outside, we're smiling. But on the inside, I think that it's important that we ourselves don't get caught up in it. So if somebody's in a situation where your spouse is angry, or your kids are angry, or your boss is angry, and you find that they're, they're jumping up and down, the best thing you could do for yourself is to just tune out. Just don't get caught up in it. It's not personal. They're just angry at the world. They're angry because the sun came up. They're angry because the sun went down. They're angry about everything. So let them be angry. That's just the way that they are. As long as it's not directed at you. If it's directed at you, then you have to know how you stand up for yourself. But more often than not, if you just put in your headphones, you'll, you'll, you'll be good. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.